is the watch work is the watch work is the watch work is the watch work humor and humor and heartache and heartache and heartache damn 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 webs j webs j webs webs gravy boat gravy boat gravy boat yeah yeah hot alert hot alert hot alert bravo bravo the boogers in your wing 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 Thoughts are that they don't make noise. They're just super quiet. So Super quiet. They got better technology since the 50s. Okay, Kendall, I need you. Well, first, do you want to paint a picture, or do you, or do you want me to tell you what I need from you? I'll let you choose. Well, of course, let me get my palette out and paint a picture first. All right. All right. Uh, hold on, let me get... Uh, should I be like uh, Bob Ross and run all the colors across the stream? Uh, no, there? no. Enough okay. with the analogies. So, Okay, <laughs> you know I can I can beat it to death. <laughs> Don't Cliff, analogize <laughs> this entire episode. <laughs> we are here at the Bushelltown Convention Center at the big Alien uh, Expo Convention because you know there's so many alien lovers out here in Bushelltown. The skies are dark at night around here, and you can look up and see all kind of things. And people are just fascinated with aliens, and mm. of course. With the recent events in in the news, like aliens are just coming to the forefront of the world. So, you know, here we are. Here we are. All right. You've painted a picture. We're at the Expo Center. Now, what I love most is that one guy over there. Well, I don't even want to say what he's dressed as because it may give away some of our aliens from our alien countdown. But it's a oh, very yeah. cool costume over there. That is a cool one. Yeah, I don't see anybody dressed as the aliens from my... Film, student film, The Aliens Have Landed, which, you know, that would have t- just taken the cake around here. So That would have taken the cake. Now, speaking of that, have you ever put that on YouTube? Uh, I don't think I have. I, You know, I have all the original footage. I was going to re-edit it which, at some point. But. <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and put out the old version <laughs> on YouTube, just in case you don't ever get around to that uh, writer's, director's cut. But... yeah. I'm doing yeah. it because there are at yeah. least eight people yeah. who have watched my old films on YouTube that they may get a kick out of yours too. All eight. The, probably the whole audience would carry over. Oh. Well, it's good to know there's an audience. For oh, it. go ahead and put it up on YouTube, <laughs> The Aliens Have Landed, because I've got, you know, my old films, Dog's House. I think about eight people have watched it. It's been up for several years. And I think the same eight people are probably interested in. The aliens have landed. <laughs> There's an audience. There's a built-in audience, as they say, in Hollywood. And But enough about that. I'm here to tell you what I need from you, Kendall. Oh, that's right. Yes. You know, Dr. Blathers said it's best to communicate your needs clearly. You need ice cream. Uh, well, that's a given. That uh, that's, <laughs> that's a foregone conclusion need. But no. What I need is a thorough explanation from you about this 
alien news because you know me. I'm ever the Scully. I'm a skeptical Scully over uh, here. And, and you know me. I'm always the Muller. And Muller. You're Muller. You're not Mulder. You're not Mulder enough I mean. to be Mulder. You're more of a Muller. I agree. But <laughs> Muller, get on with it. What? Tell me, is it true? Well, I don't believe. You know, I don't believe this. Come on. Well, you know, uh, like, first of all, how far do I need to go back? You know that back in 2012, <laughs> I think it was, or 2017, they came out and and said yes. The, the Tic Tac video, you know, from the the Nimitz, uh, U, USS what? Nimitz. You don't know about this the either. The Tic Tac video? This never is a, that sounds like an ad. Oh I've God. heard of Frito-Lay commercial. Is that the same thing? Well, I've heard uh, of Mentos. Before they made it into a commercial... They released this footage, the Pentagon did, of the USS Nimitz um, off the coast of, like, Catalina in California. They saw this, like, disturbance on the water. These F-14s were, like, you know, shot out to go check in on it. And this craft, like, flew in front of them, and they got it on video. Like, you can look up the, look that up, Tic Tac alien video. And it's, like, these people from the F-14 showing, like, something locked onto them, and they locked onto it, and it took off at such a high rate of speed, it would just pulverize if it was a human inside of it. And so that was like when they first acknowledged that something's out there. We don't know what it is. And everybody was like, oh, God, it was a big news story. So then. Where was I? I don't know. I've probably talked about it on the show. You weren't listening. <laughs> nah. um, so then this year, they just had some hearings in Congress, you know, and they were like, they had somebody come up there and they were like, what, you know, what's going on? And they're like, they, we, you know, the, the government does have alien bodies they do they have been in contact with these aliens well actually the, and then here's the interesting part they didn't say aliens they said non-humans which a lot of people have speculated now that aliens Means super intelligent ape <gasps> no that they're not these creatures from another planet that they're they're another they're they're multi-dimensional beings or something like that so that's i know i know Scully, calm your calm your facial expressions over there for a moment. Um, so you're uh, hold on, Mueller. You're I'm telling just stating me. what people are saying. No, I'm not I saying. Know, I'm not, I, yeah, I know. I, I want you to restate it for me. Okay. So you're saying that there are bodies somewhere and that's what this spacecraft guy, somewhere. That's what this guy testified to in front of Congress. And there's all this stuff that they're saying that all these. Um, uh, you know, Congress is really seeking to like get information out now because it's like above Congress. That's we don't we don't even know who has who's doing this. Like I it's thought, not, Congress just wanted to get out pictures of Hunter Biden's dick. I thought that was their big thing. Now. Well, this is, is the other wrong? thing they're going after. Oh, but the dick um, and the aliens. And wow, the aliens. that's a big agenda. But it's it's strange. You know, there's a lot of weird things. And you know, I know I've told the story on the show. I think I have before when my mother Your and my mother, aunt yeah. saw a, a, a UFO. So, you know, I have it on very high authority. Uh, yes, your mother and your aunt traveling along an empty country road, and something was following them, and then it flew away, right? It shot up in front of them. It came back. It was, like, hovering above them. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. It's, hey, could, I'm, I'm there with you. Fine. Whatever. But um, <laughs> why, in this day and age, how come there were more videos on unsolved mysteries in the 80s of UFOs than there are today when every single human on earth has a video camera in their pocket. Well, I'm going to tell you there are 
um, you're not you're you're not watching all the videos like I'm watching. You're like you were watching Unsolved Mysteries, so you saw them all. You're not actively looking for the video. There are millions. I just watched this great documentary on Showtime, produced by J.J. Abrams, called UFO. Blow your mind. They've got like high, like you know, and these are like videos that have been tested by like analysis people, and they're like, this is not like a fake. This th- right. this is a real video. There's not nothing's been doctored here. They can tell from the way pixels are all altered whether something's been like you know after effects in or whatever, and they're like. So we're not saying it's an alien, but we're saying that this is real footage of something. And they've got all these weird, I mean, and I watched this show called Skinwalker Ranch Uh. on Discovery Channel, which is like this ranch in the Utah desert where things have been happening for like 200 years that they've been, they don't know. And I've got to tell you, like they did LIDAR scanning and it had this like vortex of something and they shot off Uh. rockets and it hit something at 30 feet and shot off, like just weird stuff. And I have, I can't, I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's interesting. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. All right. If you say so, Kendall, if there are, uh, there are aliens among us. We sure. may be aliens, Cliff. <laughs> well, then take me back to wherever <laughs> I came from. This has not uh, worked out. Because, you know, some, some people think that, well, uh, uh, other than the Scientologists, too, but people think, like, oh, aliens just came here and they're, they're just, we're just all a big experiment. They're like, let's just put these life forms here and see what happens. And we failed. Just see what happens. We failed. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we failed no matter what. But let's talk about aliens that have not failed, that were successful. Yes. And Those count are the ones them we down. want to talk about. Yes. Um, we got a, I got a, a, a accurately space coin over here. Uh I hope it doesn't just fly up because there's no gravity because of a, a UFO nearby. Uh, you know, one of these days, Cliff, you're, I'm going to have to serve you some humble pie when you find <laughs> out about these aliens. <laughs> well, I'm well uh, all I'm saying is if I was an alien and I came upon this civilization, my ass is going right back to Melmac, wherever the hell I came from. <laughs> I'm going back to Planet Vulcan, okay? Because well, seeing this shit, no. Yeah, people say, like, um, you know, Earth is, like, the one that you, like, lock the doors when you drive past. But, um... What, what's yeah. interesting, or what's funny, uh, what was I going to say? Jesus, hold on. God? <laughs> Something interesting and funny, uh, according to you. I'm sure it was. It was. It's always interesting and funny. Um... It's gone. Anyway, let's move on. Let's flip this space coin. Flip it. All right, call it, Cliff. Heads, because the head's in the clouds. Tails it be. Oh. All right, so this is going to be a tough, tough countdown. There's so many great aliens in history. Very tough. (gasps) This alien (gasps) um, had a big impact on my life as a child. Uh, is it an alien? Is what we're all asking. Is this an alien that comes in at number ten on the alien countdown? Of course, it's an alien. Uh, what else would it be? Um, this alien uh, had had a very um, smart way of thinking. They weren't they weren't just crazy and like uh, with all kind of crazy thoughts. They they were very down to earth or whatever planet they were from uh i I can't say it yet because i'm building up to this Mm. but they um because i'm i'm wondering i'm thinking what could it be i know that's the point 
Um, so <laughs> this alien, you know, they had uh, special hand gestures they would do. Um, they had a grip that they would do in certain uh, cases to, to incapacitate someone if they needed to. Um, they were very uh, logical mm. thinking. Uh, and to the point, they had, he had pointy ears. I'm talking from the USS Enterprise, Mr. Spock. Uh-oh. And he also wrote a baby about a book about babies, incidentally. <laughs> One parsec, sir. Close enough to smell them. That is illogical, Ensign. Odors cannot travel through the vacuum of space. Have you Different adopted spot. his uh, methods of parenting? No, was a, that was a different Spock. Oh, that was... But Susan, Susan did get me the Dr. Spock book as a joke to begin with. <laughs> I have it. Opportunity? Now listen, Spock, you may be a wonderful science officer, but believe me, you couldn't sell fake patents to your mother. I fail to understand why I should care to induce my mother to purchase falsified patents. Well, that's good. Did you read it? You might learn mm-hmm. something. No, I'm too busy oh. to read a book. <laughs> I learn as I go. Ooh, but anyway. Sorry, sorry Spock kid. Spock yes. and the whole crew of the Enterprise, they, they lived in a future which was like money didn't exist and things were great. Like, you know, we, we really thought... Or some people thought, they were like, oh, that's the future. That's where Earth is going. Little did they know we're in the trash bag of society. We're, we're the idiocracy version, not the Star Trek version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're more Star Wars, where the, the Empire is, is taking over. Spock. Now, Spock, would you want to go, I guess, because Vulcan is gone, right? Didn't it blow up or something? I can't remember. Uh, I feel like they they fixed that timeline somehow in some movie. Who knows? You know, it just keeps bouncing around. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. All right. But would you want to visit Vulcan if you had a planetary cruiser? I mean. Would you want to hop on down? I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say they were like, where do you want to visit if I was like, ooh, Vulcan. Like, that wouldn't be the first thing that popped in my mind. But I'd I'd visit. I'd go on a trip to Vulcan. I'd be the most illogical thing there. (laughs) <laughs> They're like, it is highly unlogical to eat as much as you do. I'm like, well, things aren't logical back on Earth. <laughs> but see, they're a good one. You could visit there because you could have sex with them. Right? I could have sex with what? With, with, the, with the Vulcans? Vulcans, don't they? They have sex with humans. I get. Why right? would I do that? Well, because you because it's there, like Mount because Everest. Because you can. <laughs> because you can. No, but I'm <laughs> saying not you. like a true Earth thing. You're like, oh, we're just going to go out in the universe and just <laughs> have sex with everything that moves. Not you, family man. We know you have no Oh, you need. meant the royal you. I see. Uh, yeah, like if anybody, like if you, if Susan took the baby and left to, for some other planet that she could have sex with its inhabitants. <laughs> and, you know, you didn't, uh, you know, they had left you behind. Then you might think, well, I go to Vulcan, I can have sex with the Vulcan, as opposed to some other planets yet to be mentioned, which aren't anatomically as compatible. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Now, finally, finally, he sees. I put him in a Vulcan death grip. There you go. You got it. You got it, dude. You got it. I got it. Boys, aren't you enjoying this very uh, whimsical expo here? That's a bit silly if you ask me. Oh, yes. So many people in fuzzy costumes and green makeup. Uh, Well, as I told Cliff, you're all going to be eating humble pie when the aliens come back. 
when they come back. <laughs> please, please, you know what? Humble pie actually comes from from the the entrails used to be served to the the more poor of the of the group, not the select meat, and they'd call it humble pie, dear, and that's where the term came from. <laughs> but I don't know about aliens. <laughs> High on the hog meant you were eating the good stuff, and then if you were eating low on the hog, it was you were eating those leftover snouts and tails, like the workers, you know, the employees, hopefully employed, not enslaved people were eating this, you know? So thank you for that lesson in uh, grammar. There. Oh, well, there's always time for a lesson, dear. <laughs> there you go. I-, I think that'd be a good name for a, like a snack, snouts and tails. Snouts and tails. Uh, maybe right, not, so, dear. <laughs> maybe not. So now you guys, are, are you signed up for that big lecture on the night sky and how to best spot a UFO that's coming up later this afternoon. Oh, well, dear, we're, we're not subscribed to that lecture. We do have another lecture coming up that's, <laughs> you see, it's all about the religion of, of aliens. <laughs> it's very, very exciting. Yes, you know, any creature in the universe was created by God himself, boys, and of course they must have their own religion in which they can worship Christ in their own way. <laughs> Oh, wasn't that wonderful? I think we should talk to the manager to see if you should go up and talk, dear. That was a wonderful oh, speech you just yes, gave. Yes, I would be delighted to have a lot of ideas about how to minister to the alien population, dear. <laughs> oh, you always got so many great ideas, Mr. Snobbottom. First one was this show. The first that I can't have been the first, but it was an idea that you had, and it's still going strong. So yeah, well, and it's done. Yeah, so do you guys have any other notes for us on aliens? Anything you've picked up out there from these conventioneers, these unconventional oh. conventionists? Dear, I'm just glad you're both not wearing costumes. <laughs> oh. oh, I've got my costume ready for the second half. <laughs> oh God. No, yeah. Um, I'm well. I might be. Uh, you know, peer pressure works. I may have to go over to one of these costume thing. You know, there's very Do pricey it. here on Do the convention it. floor. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to say anything. But oh, look over there. They pulled out a new tray of those alien snack foods made to look like doilies. Oh goodness, dear. we should try those, dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what are are those cheese doodles? I don't know. I don't know. They look probably non-human doodles like your uh, fantastic aliens from another planet. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. All right, Cliff. So it's time for number nine. Time. Time. Oh, my. Time. Number nine. Oh, okay. Number nine. Oh, gosh. There's so many good ones. These are great ones. These are ones that we actually sing about. They're kind of musical aliens, these. Mm. And, you know, like your mother, this they were spotted. Uh, you know how she spotted her craft above her car. These people spotted, because the, the way the legend goes, it says, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had one long horn and one big eye. I commenced to shaking, and I said, "Ooh, it looks like a purple people eater to me." Oh my God! That's a good one. I forgot all about the purple people eaters. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky, had one long horn and one big eye. I commenced to shaking, and I said, "Ooh, 
puppy looks like a purple people eater to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Oh, from distant, we don't know the planet, so, but we presume it's purple. The purple people eaters. I think that's one of the great reasons that you can kind of embrace aliens at Halloween is because of the great Halloween Carol purple people eaters. Yeah, now, you know, I would be worried about a purple people eater, but luckily they wouldn't eat us because we're too tough. We're too tough. Yeah, and uh, we wear short shorts isn't the only reason, and they would... <laughs> See us in they the short shorts. They were disgusted. They were disgusted. <laughs> Their stomachs were turned. People in the short is fine, but that's not the reason that I came to land. I want to get a job in a rock and roll band. Well, bless my soul, rock and roll, flying purple people eat a pigeon toad under cold. But that's number nine. A purple people leader to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people leader. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people leader. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people leader. Sure looks strange to me. One horn? Now, are we sure that this one-eyed, one-horned, flying creature is purple and he's eating people, or he's a one-horned, one-eyed, flying, and he eats purple people? Well, uh, his line is eating purple people, and he sure is fine. So oh, he eats purple people. If you only look to the latter part of the song. You look you'll, to the text. <laughs> yeah. If we all now join hands and pray about whatever number eight oh, may be. Let's oh, let's not my do that. God. But I mean, we'll do number eight, but let's not pray. Uh, Cliff, <laughs> number eight, moving on up. This next one. It's another alien that's special, special, special to my heart. Special to your heart. You don't even know it yet. Oh. Um, this alien took over the world. Uh-oh. Just like no. so many aliens often do. So many uh, try. And, the, you know, this alien started small. Mm. Started small and just found mm. uh, an idiot to latch oh. on to and, and trick them into feeding him and feeding him and feeding oh. him until he grew and he grew and he grew and then he had other little babies clipped off of him and they grew and they ate Peoria and New York and even the theater that people went to see the show in. I'm talking the Audrey 2. Oh my. Just a mean green mother from out of space and it's bad. It was bad. Oh was bad. yeah. Man, that that's when I, I somehow it overlooked because the list is so long. There's anyway, so many good aliens, I know. There's so many good ones. And it's another example. Of no matter what we talk about, we always talk about the same thing, and I love it because that's sorry that's a spoiler alert for the rest of the countdown because they uh, <laughs> we may have come up before not all of them but maybe one or two, but yes definitely the Audrey too oh my god. <laughs> 
it, it would have. Took, took it over. I think they took it over. Of a, of a more herbivorous species or something. More herbivorous. Herbivorous, that's a word. No, but it, they were not herbivores, though. Ah, uh, you're right. The you're right. Carnivorous. Carnivorous plant. Yeah. Plant. There you go. And here's to all the carnivorous plants out there. Long may you run. And number <laughs> seven. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Gracious. Oh, There's goodness. just oh, too goodness. many oh, good ones. Number seven. Let's go with these. These aliens are from a... <laughs> uh, they might be from a movie you've not ever seen, Kendall. But they're from a great movie that I happened to watch last night again. Okay. And... They're so good. They are furry, but not in a, like, Ewok kind of way. They are furry, and they are sort of, you know, brightly colored, with different color fur. And they came to Earth in the late 80s. And they crashed, as so many Aliens do, just like the aliens that the government, they got the bodies in the cooler next to Walt Disney's head. (sighs) These aliens, they crashed in a pool in Hollywood. And who was the owner of that pool? Well, Gina Davis. This is one that we watched at our GDFF, our Gina Davis Film Festival. This is Gina Davis's weird alien movie, as opposed to her weird ghost movie, Beetlejuice. And I'm going to say, as weird as Beetlejuice is with ghosts, this movie is darn near just as weird with aliens and with musical numbers and with one of my favorite people on Earth, MTV sensation, Julie Brown from Just Say Julie. This movie is, do you know the title? I Are you screaming it? Earth Girls Are Easy. You got little alien house guests? Let's see them. <laughs> Shut, Valerie! Those are aliens! I told you. Oh, God! Shut Valerie! Valerie! Those are, those are big aliens! Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh my God! It's so good. Earth but Girls it are easy. It's it is amazing. What do they want from us? What do you want from us? Did they take control of your brain? Oh, I don't think so. Can they talk? What'll it be? Mm. I told the frozen Galadja. My panty shields make me feel fresh all day. I think I was turned off by the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, turn turn yourself back on, baby, because I'm about to tell you, other than Gina Davis and Julie Brown, also the three aliens, these are also good aliens to run into, for the aforementioned reason, you could have sex with them, because once you <laughs> shave them down, they were very cute. They were a young Jeff Goldblum, a young Jim Carrey, and a young Damon Wayans. So, oh, my gosh. Well, it's all dead. It's got to come off. Can you do it? Does Tina Turner wear a wig? That's a wig? I'm saying it's a, a movie only the 80s could make, folks. It's fantastic. Well, I was thinking, I was figuring it was just a misogynistic romp in the 80s, but sounds no, like it might have been fun. Julie Brown, she co-wrote it. And it's, no, it's totally, it's 
feminist as opposed to it's, oh, which right. it's a joke. It's a joke, folks. These are the jokes. I didn't get the joke. I didn't watch the movie. Some things, not just UFOs, fly over Kendall's head. <laughs> okay, Val, are you ready? I think they're almost done. Okay, with the big red one, I went for the blonde surfer look. What is that? Vitlock. We are human now. I don't believe it. He's even cute. I know. Bitchin', huh? But yes, this is a great one. It's underrated. Gina Davis, in her book, she said people talk to her about it, they usually come up and say, I actually like Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> but I actually love it. I remember renting it. It's what people didn't get it. It's too on another level. But I think you'll think it's so fun. I uh, you will love it. But speaking of, I wish our fans would come up and say, actually, I like your show. <laughs> that's okay. If that's what you want to say to us, if you overhear us belching in the grocery store, <laughs> we'll take you it. can come up and say that. Yes, but the the aliens from Earth Girls are easy. 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 That was a great, I can't, I can't wait to watch that one. That one sounds like a good one to watch, you know, coming up for Halloween, too. It is good. I'll have to show you the... Uh, DVD. I have it in a bag. I'm not going to dig it out right now, but I'll show it to you later. Okay. I just got it on Blu-ray because they're realizing the cult classic that it is. Oh, well, speaking, you know, not to go way off topic, but the other day I saw this guy on TikTok and he was like, um, just so you know, he said all these studios are, some studios are taking away purchased movies that you buy online. And he was like, it says in your contract that you don't own them. And he said, and a lot of these, you know, are not coming out with hard copies of things anymore. They're all moving to this um, rental only thing, like where you can only rent things. You can never own anything. And I'm like, we knew we saw this was coming, Mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, sorry. Let me let me put the soapbox back away. I don't know if there will be a return to having a, a copy, but I feel like there are two kinds of people that still buy DVDs, not just old people. They're all old. So it's yeah. just both both kinds are old. But one is the kind, and I'm kind of both kinds. Some of us go both ways. I like when something is cheap, and I don't care if it's bare bones, if it's cheap, and I'll buy it. Yeah. Like sometimes you, like I bought the Married with Children complete series. It's, yeah. it's all in a cardboard box, cardboard sleeves. It's cheap, which it also will decompose or whatever, I guess. It's, it is it's environmentally, environmentally friendly, friendly, too. Yeah. So the, whole, the earth doesn't have to put up with Al Bundy forever. <laughs> but it was cheap, so I got it. And I know that you also you like extra features and bonuses. and When available, yes. When available. Like, you, you know, you would want like a... Like this uh, Earth Girls Are Easy that I just bought on Blu-ray. Like, it's a nice presentation of it yeah restored to its glory and so you know there's both so there are still collectors maybe in just the way that they're like vinyl collectors i don't know but 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 i think they're gonna have to go back or maybe not because all of us who ever owned anything will die off and and nobody under us will remember that yeah i mean Uh, who's to say which will happen first who's Um, to say Cliff, we have a somewhat of an emergency. Oh, my God. Um, 
when you were talking about the last one, two more aliens popped in my head that I completely oh. forgotten on the list. So now I'm really in, in despair over here. But we'll figure that out. <laughs> that's that's from that's my cross to bear. That's um, your cross to bear. But other than that, Cliff, I got to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What is it? Can I help you? W-W-I-D. Oh, my God. What would I do? What would you do? What would you do? Oh, W-W-I-D. W-W-U-D. What would you do? You. Me? You are driving a trolley. Just like that old experiment of days gone by that we've heard of. Got him away. Driving a trolley here. You look up and there's a split in the tracks, one going one way, one going another, and you are in control of which way you're going to go. On one side of the track okay. is me, gotcha. your bro host, Okay. the the one that helps keep this show rolling week mm-hmm. to week that you could mm-hmm. not live without laying on mm-hmm. one track. Mm-hmm. Now on the other track, unfortunately, it's Cher, Madonna, Barbara Streisand, and Bette Midler, all tied up on that track. So you have to make a quick decision who to save. Now remember, as Spock used to say, does the one the good of the one outweigh the good of the many? Well, I'm going to hold you in in the manner of the classic... In contempt. <laughs> well, I already hold you in a lot of contempt, so don't worry about that. I'm going to hold you to your exact words in the manner of the great Brady Bunch episode where Greg Brady and parents got into an argument over his exact words. I'm holding you to your exact words because, and let the record show, that you screwed it up. You (laughs) said that you were laying on the tracks and you said all the others were tied up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ring the bell. I'm going to say, Kendall, get up, get up, roll over and go that way. Then, um, you know, you'll hopefully roll towards the legends and you'll go untie them and say, I'm sorry for whatever did this. Um, thank you. know, Isn't it nice that Cliff dinged the trolley bell and saved my life? That's what well, I would do. You're going to have to go talk to them instead because you know how long it takes me to get up with my back. And you're going to hit <laughs> me and run me over before I ever get up. So, well, you were warned. Death became me. <laughs> you can't say in that scenario you were not warned. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kendall, get up. <laughs> that's a, that's all you should need, everybody. <laughs> all right, let's see what you would do in this situation, Kendall. Right. You are on a tour of the baked bean factory Ooh, in Smackover, and it was fun. Oh, I was all fun and games till you slipped on a bean and you fell into a huge metal drum of baked beans. This is the mega size they send to the army. And they weren't looking and they sealed you in, submerged totally in baked beans. The barrel has been welded shut and you are on the way to be served at, you know, some fort somewhere. What would you do? Um, hmm. Well, first of all, I need to know, when we were at the bean factory, did I continue to say over and over again, roll that beautiful bean food? <laughs> that might be why you may have been pushed into the, uh, uh, that from saying see, that from some bean employee. I don't know. That, that's for the security now. footage to decide. All right, now, now I get it. Now I get why I'm in the beans. Um, <laughs> so, you know, to, to answer this question, I must take us back 
to years and years and years ago when my mother had knee surgery and she was mm. doped up on a lot of different pills. And she was just talking nonsense in her sleep. And we, Susan and I decided to film it because it was real funny at the time. And one of the things she said, just out of the haze of sleep, she just said, best thing to do is eat your way out. Mm. And we didn't know why she said it. Now I know why. She was giving me advice for the future for when I'm in that bean bucket. So I would just wait out till I get to wherever they're sending me because I can't get out of the metal, but I will have a, a full supply of beans to keep me going. So I'll, I'll be just fine. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you're going to want to cl- close your nose when you open that tube, but I'll, I'll be fine. All right. And there you have it. You'll be fine. There you have it. Cliff- <laughs> Disney, they just rang you up. They heard, they heard about the show. They heard about all the yes. great things you've done. And they're like, hey, we're out of ideas. Mm. And they're like, we are about, like, we have a whole crew here waiting to start filming Hocus Pocus 3, but nobody knows what it's about. Nobody can come up with anything, and you got just like 30 seconds before we start filming, and we need to know what it's going to be about. What do you do? Like, what would I make it be about? Yeah, there's no time to spare or vamp, Cliff. Hocus Pocus. Let me get this straight. 20 seconds. You're asking me (laughs) what I would make the movie about. Roll sound. You have the witches. Somebody lights the black flame candle and the witches come back for another night of havoc and singing songs and running amok, amok, amok. And if Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Jimmy can't improv their way through a classic, I, then nobody can. And roll them. All right, guys, you hear that? It's about witches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have them come back. You've you've saved the day again, Cliff. Maybe, you know, they have the... Maybe a worse witch comes back and they have to uh, unwillingly help children that they'd rather be sucking the souls out of. See, now that... Unfortunately, you are out of the 30 seconds. (laughs) But that was a great idea because then you have them like, like having to deal... Because they're on the good side now and they're having to deal with children and they hate them. They're like, oh, they smell. Or or like one of them's really hungry. That's a great idea. Call call up Disney. I know they're not calling us, but let's call them. Call them up. Alright, I got one for you, Kendall. Let's see what you do in this unlikely situation. You, well, I don't know why you did this, but you did. <laughs> you mooned someone, and uh-oh, uh, it wasn't fun for them. <laughs> Unfortunately, the person you mooned was an evil genie, and he is disgusted and has decided to curse you to be sown, not into a human centipede, but into a human Caterpillar. Do you know the difference? Uh, less legs? Caterpillar, that comes from the third Human Centipede movie, where it's set at a prison. And in the movie, they have the director who plays himself. And he says, for some reason, I don't know why he, they get him to come to the prison where the crazy warden, he's trying to Human Centipede the prisoners, right? Uh-huh. And for some reason, I, I don't know, I don't remember why, but the director of the movie comes, and they're like, "Oh, this is the director of the Human Centipede," and let, he, you know, he wants to see surgery happen. He wants to see the sewing, and <sighs> he's just always wondered what it would really look like. So he okay. came, 
And so he comes and he watches, sees people, you know, lips to anus sewn. And then the warden says, I got something else to show you. I have advanced the human centipede. I got something new you're going to want to see. And it's now the human caterpillar. And look look over here. You hear them pitching this to Hollywood. <laughs> and so they look behind this glass, and it's, a, it's similar. It's lips to anus sewn together in the one long digestive tract. But instead of making just their arms and legs immobile, they've removed them. So you're just a head and a torso, lips sewn to the butt, and you have no arms or legs. And upon seeing this, the director of the film vomited onto the glass. And so would anybody else if you really saw a human caterpillar, I'm sure. But anyway, Kendra, you've been sewn into one due to this evil genie who did not like to be mooned by you. What would you do? Well, luckily, Cliff, caterpillars turn into beautiful (laughs) butterflies. So baby! Well, yeah, but you don't you don't know the rules of, of human caterpillars. That's that if you cut off all the arms and sew their mouths to the anuses, that's what's gonna happen. Wings grow out the bat. Um, or I just roll around in agony for the rest of my life. <laughs> one, uh, okay, one or the other would happen. I agree. How is that much different than normal life? So there you go. <laughs> How is it? I think that's the real message of the human centipede movies is <laughs> that's the real message we we broke it down how is this different from real life is it much no it's not say we could be film school teachers oh All right, Cliff, easy webster's dictionary they call you up mm. and they say you know we just have too many words in our dictionary too there are i agree, I agree. printing costs are astronomical and but you know they're not very really smart they're only taking five words out but they need you to decide what five, decide what five words to remove. So, what five words are you going to remove from the Webster's Dictionary? Uh, let's. I don't. Uh, it's hard to think off, off the cuff. But they didn't give me a time limit, so just let me think. Here. <laughs> they said, uh, like the Disney call, it's going to be thirty <laughs> seconds before we go to press. <laughs> uh, I hate a lot of, you know, words that are mashed together. So I, I would say they could remove anything that was like a combo word. Uh, you know, would be fine with okay. me. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. And uh, any of those are fine. And also, this is just doesn't mean anything. I'm not referring to anything specifically. But for some reason, I would have them remove the verb to Trump. And so no one would ever say that again. I would remove that also. Mm-hmm. And any combo Word. There you go. Webster. All right, Kendall, I have one more for you. One very quick one. Let's see how fastly we can find out what you would do. Susan, she's rattling around in her closet one day, and she accidentally drops a shoebox on her head, and she wakes up in a daze, and she has amnesia. She has no recollection of you, Kendall. Out. And the doctor said it doesn't look like she's going to get her memories back. What would you do? Well, I would, of course, uh, help rehabilitate her and give her all new good memories. I'm like, <laughs> remember that time where I did this wonderful thing and I saved all these children from school bus fire? Or, uh, you know, like that. It's, that's just mm-hmm. like a clean state, slate starting with, you know. 
There you go. There you go. That's what you would do. I would say I'm one of three witches that uh, every (laughs) Halloween gets summoned by a black flame candle. Be a grand old time. Yeah, if only. And I would say, here, put this outfit on. You're one of the witches, too. (laughs) And me, you, and Susan would go mucka, mucka, muckin' all around every Halloween. All around. And they'd say, wait, I thought there was only one fat one. (laughs) I'd say, oh, this is the sequel, bitch. This is the sequel. We're all thin. <laughs> all right. All right. Cliff, we're moving on up right. this list of aliens. <laughs> Let's move on up it. All right. Oh, my we're God. Up to number six. To number yeah. six? Holy shit. All right, Cliff. Number six. Let's see. I'm going to I'm gonna go with this person. Okay, Cliff. This alien is uh, sort of a mixed species. Of alien, oh. uh, which you know I, I think is a great thing because then they're they're able to to talk to multiple different species of other aliens and communicate with them, and they're uh, it makes them really adept at like working on things for some reason and being mechanics. Mm. But uh, you know, and and this one, this alien is it's just like us, you know, large in stature, hilarious. So, I mean, we're basically, we're probably offshoots of this alien. But this alien is half man and half dog, Cliff. I'm talking, he's a mog. Oh, mog. And no, I'm not saying something disturbing. I'm saying his name, Barf. Hi. Who are you? Barf. Not in here, mister. This is a Mercedes. Nah, that's my name, Barf. Barf? What are you? I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. From Spaceballs. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a lovable alien was Barf. I love Barf. I, I, at many years, I've wanted to dress up as Barf for Halloween. Ooh, I didn't want to give away. That's that's my costume for the second oh, half. Oh, man, oh, man. Oh, then maybe I'd better go to that costume booth over there. Oh, I'm going to need your credit card. Let's let's go on a break. Now, I've already oh, credit okay. card. And let's see what we can come up with. All okay. right, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. With more aliens. Don't use this after one. This, this one's maxed out. Use this one. All right. Well, give me a couple just in case so I can run through them. Hey, you've made it this far into the show. It'd be a shame to give up now. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after the break. See this cute little vial here? It's crack, rock cocaine, the most addictive form. You think it's the glamour drug of the 80s? Well, that's the point of this friendly little reminder. It can kill you. And if you've got to die for something... This sure as hell ain't it. Crack cocaine. Don't even try it. The thrill can kill. Make some room. Cliff and Kendall are back. For years, mankind has pondered the existence of extraterrestrial life. Will they come as friends or will they come as foes? What will these creatures from beyond look like? Will we be able to see them at all? Will their highly evolved brains be able to read our thoughts and innermost secrets? All these questions will be answered the day the aliens have landed. That beautiful bean footage. <laughs> all right, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Doing my UFO sounds over here, Kendall, just like oh, that. I, I, I thought I heard a flyby. Beginning of the show. 
Uh, so many. I don't want to say what alien I did by the costume. Oh, here's your here's your credit card back. I don't want to oh, say okay. what I am yet because this I haven't said this alien on the countdown yet. So I, I'm going to wait well, and I was, reveal it. I know it's a spoiler to you as someone. I'm. I was hoping it made the countdown, but I will I will not say anything about it. You look great, uh, but I'll th- hold hold the applause. Right, I actually was this. I dressed as this for Halloween when I was a kid. When I probably. 10 or 11 or so I was this. So anyway, so it's a flashback uh, for me. I'm flashing back. All right. Is everything okay over there on your side of the booth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cliff, we're at number five on the countdown. Oh. I was five alive. I want to know <laughs> who that alien is. All right. This is not who I am dressed up as. This is a Funny little alien. You were talking about some little alien before. Well, this one is little. Okay? Little. This one is little. This is an alien that was actually part of a television show. I'm not talking about my favorite Martian show I never watched. But not talking about that either. Although that's closer because I am talking about the Stone Age. This was a show... About regular folk back in the, was it Jurassic or pre-Jurassic or peri-Jurassic period? I don't know. There's dinosaurs. It was the Flintstones. And it was the Flintstones. And late, somewhere somewhere inside the sixth season, I guess the writers were just like, I don't know what. Fred and Barney can do. I think they've done everything. That imagine the writers. This imagine if they were our writers, Kendall. They would have given up on us years ago. Uh, they would say, "Cliff and Kendall, we must have the same writers." <laughs> no, no, because ours just keep going. They're they're not afraid to say, "Well, let's just do that again." <laughs> well, we'll just have them do it again. This yeah. is another alien show. Sure, why not? Um, um, but this was Fred um, and Barney, and the writers said, I've got nothing left with the dinosaurs. I don't know about the rocks and the babies. What else is there to say? So one of them, who was on LSD or something, said, what about if there was an alien? And he came, and his name was the Great Gazoo, and only Fred and Barney could see him, and he could grant their wishes. Now press the orange button and stand back. Right. Stand back, Barney. Ah, fresh air. It got a bit stuffy in there, you know. Now then, I suppose the usual amenities are in order. I am the great Gazoo, the former headmaster scientist on planet Zatox. Uh, the witch on what? The planet Z... No, oh, never mind. Well, where they put me, where am I? Yeah, 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 you're in bedrock. I don't mean the location. What year am I in? 14th century? 15th? Where? Hey, do you understand a word he's saying, Fred? No. But humor him, he may be dangerous. And everybody said, that is a great idea. And so, thus was borneth the great gazoo, one of the wildest... TV characters of all time, voiced by Harvey Corman of Carol Burnett Show fame. Kendall, such is fun! A prehistoric mastodon. 
They've sent me all the way back to the Stone Age. <laughs> That's not fair. Yesterday, I was the most brilliant scientist in all of Zatox. And today, simply because of one tiny invention I have been conspired against, locked in my very own time capsule and sent here to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the tiny invention? It was a little button no bigger than your fingernail. But if you pressed it, Zam! Zam? Zam. Everyone and everything in the universe would go in one multi-glorious, instantaneous disintegration. Oh. <laughs> Don't look so worried. I never intended to use it. And it was always weird as a kid because I'd watch the Flintstones and you watch all these episodes and then all of a sudden there's seven or eight episodes where there's this alien. <laughs> and it's the great, and it's like, wow, Fred and Barney, I thought living in the Stone Age was wild enough, but it even got wilder. Kendall, with they, they were a modern Stone Age family back then, and then the Great <laughs> Gazoo came along. Ultra modern, yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, you know they were probably at the time, you know they. I think the same writers were working on like the Jetsons, probably. And they're like, you know what? What this needs. Something from the Aliens. future. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's probably why the Jetsons got that dinosaur as a pet in their last season. See? It was, it was a cross-promotional thing. thing. The same thing. All right. Well, there you go. This would be a good alien to meet because he granted wishes. Now, oftentimes there were hilarious results, but... <laughs> there were there were wishes granted. So that's, you know, one plus if you're thinking about which aliens to invite to dinner. Well, I prefer a, a wish-giving uh, alien to an um, evil genie. To an evil genie you know, so. who's so there you go. sewing you into a human caterpillar. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a, what a terrible thing to do. I hate that genie. It was um, not nice. Cliff, he did not like being moved. <laughs> it was not nice. Oh, oh, oh goodness, dear. What a wonderful lecture that was. Oh, yes. And your costumes are so hilarious. <laughs> My, what? Oh, yes, dear. What? Are you a do- I thought this was aliens, dear, not dogs. <laughs> yes, you look like you're about to start chasing your own tail, Kendall Boy. Uh, I'm, I'm barf, I'm barf. Oh, oh dear, not no, in here, please. please. No. My bowels did not want to hear about barfing. Oh, my. It's, it's the alien's name from Spaceballs, John Candy's famous it alien. Is. And don't say what I am, because we haven't revealed it yet on the air. So I'm not sure what you are anyway, dear. All right, well, it's good that you guys stopped in here. I presume you had an agenda of your own, but I'm going to sidetrack you. I want to hear something weird. We need you. Oh, dear, isn't this weird enough no. where we are? <laughs> no, we need you for this patented Cliff and Kendall segment. Do you want to hear something weird? Uh, yeah, we have some some weird stuff to talk about. That are not just aliens, but more weird things. Oh, this is weird. Now, y'all, I'm, you gotta, I'm, okay, good, you're sitting down, because this is strange. I wish. Mr. Snodbottom's already asleep. <laughs> Something about hearing us jibber-jabber just lulls him right. <laughs> it was a long lecture, dear. Kendall, if Robert Stack were alive today, no doubt he would be sharing this weird news item on Unsolved Mysteries, okay? <laughs> because... And he probably went an Emmy and a Peabody and God knows what else because it's so weird. A Virginia woman 
received more than 100 Amazon packages she did not order, including headlamps, glue guns, and binoculars. Cindy Smith said the boxes recently started showing up at her Prince William County home, and soon she had received about 1,000 headlamps, 800 glue guns, and dozens of pairs of binoculars. Uh, She said, a lot of people told me I was weird because I drove around with all these (laughs) lamps and glue guns in the car, but I was just trying to get rid of them, so I gave them away to everybody that I met. Now, the boxes bore Smith's address, but with a different name than hers, and said she'd never heard of that name. She didn't know who was mailing the stuff. She initially thought it was a brushing scam. Do you know what a brushing scam is? Where they brush your hair? No, soon this will be when your child says, yeah, I brushed my teeth. And you'll be like, nope, I can smell that stink breath. No, you didn't. That's a brushing (laughs) scam. This is a different Ah. kind. Referring to the process of an online vendor creating fake sales of their products in order to artificially inflate their number of five-star reviews. Oh. But it wasn't that. Uh, Another person, Liz Geltman of Washington, D.C., faced a similar situation when her house was quickly filled with packages of children's sheets that she had not ordered. Amazon said they looked into both incidents and discovered that both of those people's packages were the result of vendors having packages shipped to random addresses in order to remove unsold merchandise from Amazon fulfillment centers. New York uh, attorney C.J. Rosenbaum said it all boils down to money. You have sellers located in China who are just picking random addresses, and when they need to get their products out of Amazon's warehouses, they're just having them sent there because it's cheaper for them to do so. And Amazon said that they have closed some accounts and that it was also, this was also responsible for Connie Matthews of Sacramento, California, receiving about 100 space heaters that she'd never ordered in Amazon from December 2020. Two. Can you believe this? Can you, you just had mass amounts of glue guns delivered to your house? Isn't that crazy? Well, you think you think at least they'd send the heaters to somewhere that's cold <laughs> instead of California? <laughs> I hope you know what a terrible waste of resources this is. Um, they worked really hard, but, Kendall. Like if that happened to me, I would just I would be like, oh, I'm opening a shop and I'm selling <laughs> super cheap space heaters. <laughs> And I would make a killing. Like, why wouldn't they do that instead of going around? Well, I, I guess it's good she's going around giving stuff away, but that, that'd be my new income. That would be. Well, but now just think of the homeless people that she met now have headlamps and glue guns. So, oh, dear, that sounds like mail fraud to me. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. All I heard was the word fraud, and I'm very against that, boys. <laughs> oh, me too, dear. Quite we so. should leave. Oh, yes. No, well, hold on. We have more weird things oh, to talk Oh, unfortunately, about. we have a lot more. Yes. So, Kendall, do you more. have anything weird? Oh, I got something. An 11-year-old was out just fishing. Just you fishing. You know, having a good old time. When he reeled in a fish and opened the fish's mouth to find human teeth in an Oklahoma pond. I don't. The son, 11 years old, um, he was screaming, oh my God, oh my God. I thought he was being dramatic, the parents said, but then he got a close look at the weird catch and, you know, being a neighborhood pond, they're just used to catching a few bass or catfish. Nothing with human-like teeth, obviously. But it turned out that he had landed a paku, a fish that's a cousin of the piranha and whose outside's teeth have long struck fear in swimmers. They're native from South America, and this was one swimming in a small pond in Oklahoma City. I bet aliens brought it there. Mm. 
But it, can you believe that? Wouldn't that be terrifying if you just opened a fish's mouth and had all these big, huge chompers in there? That would be terrifying. Hopefully it wasn't somebody's lost dentures. <laughs> no, no, this was the fish's teeth. The fish's teeth. Oh. Well, now this is also weird, guys. I don't know if it's fish tooth weird, but I'll leave that for you oh, good luck. to decide. Now this... Why Why are they doing this? Have these people not seen movies where this happens and it's never good? Scientists have managed to reanimate worms that were frozen for over 46,000 years. Thought to have lived in the late Pleistocene or something era, a small group of worms found 40 meters deep in the Siberian permafrost have been thawed out and revived. Because why not? The worms are from the long-extinct species Panagarolamus, Panagarolamus, cool, that's only half of it, Kalimanesis, and we're not actually dead, but in a dormant state. That's like us between episodes of our show, kind of. We're not dead, but we're in a <laughs> dormant, dormant state. Known as cryptobiosis. <laughs> Uh, which <laughs> renders their vital... We're in phatotiosis. <laughs> yeah. So their vital signs are undetectable. Scientists previously had only seen uh, evidence of nematodes and roundworms that were able to stay into the in this state for up to 40 years, but these old worms coexisted with the woolly mammoth. Kendall, it's all crazy, says this little worm could now be in line for a Guinness World Record having remained in a state of suspended animation for far longer than anyone thought was possible. So, oh, heavens, that I was thinking that's even longer than Walt Disney's head. But this says it could be reanimated, you know, 46,000 years. That's flabbergasting. It's like Sleeping Beauty, but even longer. So can you imagine? Oh, oh craziness, but, right? Yeah, that was, that was just like the... The Jesus is out of the tomb for three days after he was crucified. Oh, yes, but thank the Lord above. We didn't have to wait 46,000 years for the Savior to rise again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my. Heavens, no. Uh, do, you, do you think the worm was the second coming? I don't know what it was, but I think it was weird. That, that was weird. Now, I got another weird one for you. Now... This one is not only weird, but I think this blows the, the lid off of the whole alien thing. Uh-oh. All right? So, th- I'll start with the story. Octopuses can tweak their RNA in their brains to adjust to water, or to cooler or warmer water. This is a, a study published in the journal Cell, um, and they found out that octopuses are able to edit their genetic information to quickly re-sculpt their brains when they confront changes in their environment. So, I mean, that's just weird on the surface already. It is weird. Because humans can't do that. We get too hot, too cold. We're like, we're too hot, and that's it. Which is weird by itself. But, you know, octopus, they all also have, like, three hearts. I think they're really the aliens. I think if, I mean, look at the two species. Which one of us looks like an alien? Exactly. <laughs> well, don't look at me without my clothes on. But uh, with my clothes <laughs> on, I look like I belong right on Earth. Well, you look like you belong in bigger clothes, but <laughs> yes, close enough. Uh, what I wouldn't give for a good 46,000 years of suspended animation and then just to Ooh, see. Oh, yeah. Wake up when everything's better, hopefully. <laughs> At least over. Oh, well, I think we better be getting back out there, Sugarlump. They're going to start the parade of aliens here <laughs> momentarily. 
Oh, goodness, yes, we, we do need to pass out some flyers for the church on oh, our way. Oh, yes. The Lord loves all creatures. All aliens, dear, all of here and earth and now. <laughs> Uh, I love how positive they are. They're positive. They're a positive species. Both of them. They are. They're they the they were the mold was broken when they were made. (laughs) Oh, and those were weird, Kendall. Those things were so weird. (gasps) They were weird. And what else is weird is this next alien coming up on the list. Oh my god. I'll start with with this alien. This is more than one alien, <gasps> but it they it deserves to be together on the list, right. and you'll understand why. It's not one of those uh, cop outs that you do. Where it's like tied for twelve place. Twelve people are tied for one place. Hey, sometimes that's this, how it works out. So I can't blame you know you're the one who <laughs> you can't bust with the rules. Okay, yeah. Um, these aliens always travel together. Mm. And speaking of octopus, they if you're looking at them, you'd like, oh, maybe they kind of look like they're an octopus. But these uh, aliens are often seen hovering above and around the town of Springfield. I'm talking Kang and, is it Kodos? Yes. Is that how you say it? Yes, it is. Yeah, Kang and Kodos. Oh. Greetings, Earthlings. I am Kang. Do not be frightened. We mean you no harm. You, you speak English. I am actually speaking Rigelian. By an astonishing coincidence, both of our languages are exactly the same. Well, what are you going to do with this, man? Kodos and I are taking you to Rigel 4, a world of infinite delights to tantalize your senses and challenge your intellectual limitations. Look, I know that to you we Simpsons are a lower order of life. We face that prejudice every day of our lives. But we are happy on our little planet. We throw ourselves on your mercy. Please return us to... Dinner time. Hey, get a load of that spread. Here you go, Earthlings. Take all you want, but eat all you take. Well, thank you very much, mister. To pronounce it correctly, I would have to pull out your tongue. And they're even in the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios. There. (laughs) Oh, are they really? You're like on the theme park ride and you're way up on the attraction or something, and they come down like, and they're like, oh, humans. And then you like, they shoot you down. Oh, or something okay. At the, end of the, of the ride. It's fun. Wonderful. Yes, of course, Kang and Kodos. They've been wreaking havoc for over 30 years. What are you looking at, buddy? Your wife is quite a dish. Ooh, thanks. Dinner time. Hey, how come we never see you guys eat? Oh, uh, we wouldn't want to spoil our appetite for the great feast when we land on Rigel 4. Ooh, a feast! Will we be invited? Oh, you'll be at the feast. I have a feeling you'll be the guests of honor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? All right, Kendall, that brings us, OMG, to number three. It's 12-way time. Between 12 different aliens from 12 different planets. And at number 12 in the tie. No, I'm just kidding, Kendall. Don't look like that. Wipe that look off your mm-hmm. face. This is just my look. It's a nine-way tie. No, it's, <laughs> a, it's a two-way tie. You're about to get a five-way tie to the face. <laughs> it's only a two-way tie. Kendall, I have... Two. One of these aliens, scary. One of these aliens, scary if you're a cat. One of them, 
Oh, you would think that you might want to shoot it, but you wouldn't really. Because if it bleeds, it's going to bleed acid that eats through your whole spaceship, oh. basically. And it's still going to find you. It's going to come through the vents. And no matter where you are, it's going to corner you and you'll be going like, ah, ah, and it's real close to you and you'll think it couldn't get any closer. And then it opens its mouth real big and then a tiny mouth shoots out on like an arm from inside the face. You know what alien that is, Kendall? Is that a sandworm? <laughs> it's not a sandworm. It is a xenomorph <laughs> from... The Alien Films. Uh, Here, in a world where the sun burns gold, and the wind blows colder, a visitor has come. But not by herself. Start. The suspense is back. And we have no weapons of any kind? The fear is back. Ah, don't look back, dude! Run as fast as you can! And most of all, the bitch is back. <laughs> Alien 3. But now sandworms are aliens too, right? They're from Saturn. Oh, they're from Saturn, but I'm just saying these are not them. Right. No, I, I understood that part. I didn't know if you understood, Ken. I just want to make it clear. You know, oftentimes I don't, so it's, good. it's a good <laughs> rule of thumb. The xenomorph, which ties with another alien. Ooh, from Melmac? He happens to be from Melmac, where he was known as Gordon Shumway. But on Earth... He's an alien life form, and we just call him Alf. And you better watch I love out Alf. if you have any cats nearby, because that's what he's going to make a big snack on. Didn't you love Alf as a kid? Oh, I did. I still love Alf. I remember going into the cafeteria of the elementary school, and that's where the only water cooler talk ever really happened. <laughs> In the absence of a water cooler. But we would say, did you see Alf last night? And we would you discuss. Tried to eat a cat again. Again. Hilarious. Now, look, I know things haven't worked out exactly as planned, but when you have a lemon, you make lemonade. What lemon? What are you talking about? I'm just trying to tell you there's more than one way to skin a cat. You've been reading my recipe book. That old comic genius. Comic genius, Alf. He was the best. And... Simply the best. <laughs> That's number three, Kendall. That ties for number three. Both of us, can you believe it? What if both of them showed up at your door? Hey, hey, did you know that if you looked really carefully, you could see Elvis in one of the crowd scenes in Gandhi? Do you believe everything you read? Yeah, except for stuff marked unbreakable. <laughs> oh, well, uh, one. I would hope that Alf would take care of the other one for me. <laughs> Beam him back up. Kendall. All right, oh. Cliff, we're moving on up to what, number two? Oh, heavens, number two. Can't believe we've made it so far. Uh, this alien, I mean, how can you not love this alien? This alien has been parts of so many 
children's lives and as we've grown up over the years and um, you know he he is special to all of us and he is just he can help you and heal you and he you know is always trying to phone home whether it be collect or you know pay phone back in those days mm. now he might use a cell phone um, but this alien, he would say, I'll be right here. <laughs> there he is. He said phone? Can't you understand English? He said phone. Oh. You're right. That's E.T.'s home. E.T. Home phone. E.T. phone home. E.T. Phone home. I'm talking, of course, I carry him with with me at all times. I'm talking E.T., the extra, extra terrestrial. See, we'd be the extra, extra, extra large terrestrial. <laughs> yes. He's just the extra terrestrial. Oh, E.T., what a big one. And I what even a brought a spaceship. I uh, brought a spaceship just in case you want to see it too. You know. Now, do you think real spaceships look like that, like a ball? No, they look like a tic tac. Oh. <laughs> I prefer a lifesaver shaped spaceship. They're more that? aerodynamic. They're, they would be. They would be. That was using some old technology that ET went. But yeah. All right, Kendall. Well, isn't it funny that we called two of the aliens just by alien life form and extraterrestrial? We just know them as Alf and ET. And well, because that was back when they were new to doing all these alien things. And then they were like, you know, we better start naming these aliens. We better gonna start naming them. Same thing they said about hurricanes. <laughs> and here is number one, Kendall. Number one. Speaking of hurricanes, a lot of people don't even, and of course this is who I'm dressed as, one of these. A lot of people don't even know that these aliens are not from Earth. They don't exactly look human. And according to this book that I got when their movie came out in the 90s, we would not want to have sex with them like so many other aliens. Mm -hmm. Because their genitalia is a little bit different. That's the book in this book about this family. That's where I first heard the word clitoris, Kendall, in the 90s. In this book (laughs) sold to children. And... Because I was learning about primates' genitals, and then there it was. And I was like, what is this? And anyway, Kendall, a lot of people think these aliens are from France, but they're not. And No, no, no. You should be able to tell from their large, cone-shaped heads. I'm, of course, Beldar. I am Beldar. This is Primate and Connie. I trust we have arrived at the pre-designated time coordinates. Well, actually, you're a bit early, but that's okay. Uh, look. Come on in and sit down. Just don't put your feet on the furniture. That's the only rule we have around here. <laughs> Other than that, you can go crazy. <laughs> uh, Cohen. Cohen. Is that spelled with an H? Conehead. The name is Conehead. Cohen. We come from France. Oh, yes. oh France. Well, that explains everything. Of the Coneheads. One of the great movies of oh. 1993. I Back thought you again. just got your head stuck in something. <laughs> and um, a big pencil no, sharpener. That, those are some pictures that uh, we took on our trip to Disney World. Disney World? Yes. 
A vast man-made construction which duplicates human psychosexual experiences through tension-releasing fantasy mechanisms. Yeah, that's me on the pirate ride here. Coneheads was one of the ones I thought of earlier when I was like, oh, I forgot all about them, so I'm, I'm uh-huh. glad it was on the list. Um, you know, and there's some other ones that I had on the list that I did not mention that I just want to say real quick. Yes, tell us some um, honorable mentions. Well, obviously, like, uh, Yoda. Come oh. on. Um, Yoda. Howard the Duck. Yo, 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 Yoda. Where did he come Safe from? Safe Odd Brigglebrox. Safe Odd Brigglebrox? Yeah, it's from the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. He's the president of the galaxy. Um, and Mork from Mork and Mindy. Mork, there he is. What an alien. Th- those are the big ones. Those are the ones I can't go without not saying. So. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say these. I would give these an honorable mention. The Martians. From Mars Attacks. Oh, well, I had those. I just meant, yeah, those were on the list. There you go. There you go. So many. We don't have time for them all, Kendo. We just don't. We don't. Have we're out of time. Time and so. Oh, yes. the alien oh. parade is starting, Cliff. Oh. We have to get out there. Yes, uh, you paid so much for this costume. I want people to see it. Exactly. Let's get out. So we'll oh. see you here next week all and right. watch out for aliens. <laughs> Yep, that's the one. 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 This has nothing to do. Watergate. 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 Tell, Mama. 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 Tell, I hate that. 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 Freaky bit. Freaky bit. Freaky bit. Freaky bit. Freaky bit. Damn. Damn.
Gandalf. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Sorry, I'm getting an urgent fax over here. That there, I've I've got a surprise. I have a surprise segment. And so I told you it was a surprise. This is oh, surprise. You see how surprised I am? <laughs> I think if you woke up tomorrow with your head sewn to the carpet into a human caterpillar, you would not be as surprised. This is. <laughs> I pulled the cards out randomly, folks, and this time I pulled out the rules card. Uh, oh, well, see, then that's the breaks. <laughs> that's the breaks. And you've, that already, means I won. you've already broken the rules. This is <laughs> a flash round of the emergency segment called Tubular Trivia. I have eight 80s questions for you, Kendall. If you, not eight, I have five 80s questions <laughs> for you. Uh, we know you wouldn't get eight. I have a short 30 questions. <laughs> just a quick 30. We're just going to need 46,000 years in ice, and then we'll be back. <laughs> Kendall, if you get all five of these 80s questions correct, you can choose the theme of our next 100 episodes. Are you all ready? Right. I'm so ready. All right. Number one, who played Jareth the Goblin King in Labyrinth? Oh, Cliff, was that David Bowie? You know it. Yes, it was. All right. What was the Just Say No advertising campaign against? Just Say No. Uh, that was for drugs. No, it was against drugs. But yes, oh, you're right. You got what'd it. What'd you say? I said, no, it was against drugs. You said it was, that was for drugs. Oh, oh, I see. I was just being hilarious. All right, Kendall. You're just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Who played MacGyver on the TV show of the same name? Oh my God! I don't know his name. I do. I don't. I mean, I know who he is, but Here's I don't know his why. name. I, I've been having these weird coincidences lately, like aliens. Told you, maybe because okay, his name is Richard Dean Anderson, and I know that because I watched The Simpsons with him in it, where Patty and Selma kidnapped him yesterday, <laughs> and because they loved MacGyver, you know, they were for, uh, huge oh, fans. Also, yesterday I watched. Two things that both had a clip from the old 30s live-action Beauty and the Beast movie. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like the French one? It's got the I, guy. I sort of do the, remember that, yeah. One of them was Earth Girls Are Easy. And then on an episode I watched of Tales from the Crypt, like right after that, it had a, a clip. From Beauty, that Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so weird. So weird. And here's another one. This is also Simpsons related. So maybe it's just the Simpsons that is coincidental with everything. Um, uh-huh. I watched a movie that I'll talk about next week called Pirates of Somalia. And Melanie Griffith was in it for like a minute and a half. And I watched a Simpsons where she was in it for like a second and a half as the voice of a... Uh, one of those tapes that you listen to in a museum. So it's no surprise to me that I would know that because all of these bizarre coincidences, isn't that weird? That is where, well, and this is off the air, but um, when we watched that movie, knock at the cabin uh-huh. at one point, they were like, I have a little boy. His name's Charlie. And Susan looked at me weird. <laughs> and then it was like this plague was going out and they were like, uh, it's in two cities, and I forget the other city, but they were like, and just outside Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. All right, go ahead. All right, let's see if you get out with your dignity. Where right. was Wayne Gretzky's office considered to be? 
On the ice. On the, where, where on the ice? On in the goalie at the next to the goal. The behind the net. There you go. I'll give it to you. There you go. And got it. Last one. <laughs> let's see. You've gotten several, so let's see if you get out with dignity and grace. Okay. You won't. What was the name <laughs> of De La Soul's debut 1989 album? Um, De La Soul does it again. No, they'd never done it before. There was their debut. It was, I know, it was ironic. Oh, well, that would have been bitterly ironic. No, this was actually called Three Feet High and Rising, which I thought was uh, a Johnny Cash I like my song. name better. All right, anyway, Kendall, that's the end of this emergency tubular trivia. Well, at least I have my dignity. You did come out with your dignity, and for that we can all be grateful this week. Well, bravo. Yeah, sure. Bravo, Kendall. Bravo. Bravo, Kendall. Bravo. <laughs>